The COVID-19 pandemic showed us just how vulnerable supply chains are. Today, we face many threats, shipping delays, a lack of workers, failing infrastructure, transportation rates that are out of control, cybersecurity threats, and of course, a worldwide pandemic that is still very much with us. But with each of these threats comes opportunities. Welcome to this limited podcast series from CSEMP's Supply Chain Quarterly, the top 10 supply chain threats. This podcast is sponsored by AFS Logistics, offering trusted logistics services for parcel, LTL, freight audit and payment, and transportation management. AFS combines a data-driven approach with time-tested skills to continually analyze the potential impacts of all carriers' rate and policy changes. And we're here to help you navigate the ramifications. For more information, visit AFS.net. Today, we focus on the threat of meeting holiday peaks. Here is your moderator for this segment, Supply Chain Quarterly's Executive Editor, Susan Lacefield. Thanks for joining us today. Today's podcast will look at the supply chain threat that we are facing as we head into the peak holiday shipping season this year. Uh, Joining us today to discuss this threat is Sean Maharaj, who is the Managing Director in the Transportation Logistics and Distribution Practice at ARIT, which is a global consultancy firm. Um, Sean, just to start us off, can you summarize how this year's holiday peak season looks to be different from previous years? Absolutely. Thanks for having me today, Susan. Well, I'd probably say today, if we're looking at the supply chain in the peak season, it's uh, I'd say it's markedly different, and that's an understatement compared to where we were in prior years. Uh, As we all know, last year had a pandemic, which we all lived through and uh, made our way through the rest of the modern time we have here today in front of us. I'd probably say that it's different in many ways. You could talk about labor shortages, uh, massive production constraints. You've got COVID shutdowns that seem to still kind of plague the whole supply chain and the manufacturing set. As we know, Vietnam is the latest to kind of announce that they had a random shutdown as it relates to COVID uh, due to vaccine rollout issues. We've got logistics infrastructure issues and pressures that right now nobody really would have anticipated from from any perspective, even according to the data prediction models. And then we've got unprecedented demand putting major stress on networks as everyone shifted from, let's call it services during the pandemic to Mm -hmm. really just hard goods. Mm -hmm. And that led to just substantial backlogs of all kinds that we're seeing today. Great, you kind of summarized a lot of risks that we're facing uh, currently. Are there two or three that we you would be point to as some of the major ones that companies need to focus on right now yeah i'd probably say the two or three biggest ones right now top of mind are capacity constraint issues in the logistics network Mm -hmm. as you know you've probably seen trucking companies transportation companies rail intermodal all complaining of not enough equipment it can't be in the right place fast enough at the right time there's too many goods coming on And the second component I'd probably say is just a lack of labor. And again, if you look at the supply chain logistics network, there's just not enough labor to work the networks efficiently or effectively enough to move cargo to the right place or to the right owner in in an efficient manner. And that's what you're seeing right now at the port of, for example, LA Long Beach, 
where you see just in the last week or so there were 70 plus ships waiting off in the in the in the background there waiting to uh, get essentially unloaded and now we've got umpteen number of uh, cargo container ships and containers just waiting to be unloaded and it's it's a significant issue the third point i'd probably say that really is i guess concerning is just around i guess covid and vaccines mm. from offshore locations and how that can impact the entire demand supply chain network as well so from my perspective if that remains uneven and spotty and you start to see these ad hoc shutdowns in the manufacturing set as i said uh, the recent casualty in vietnam mostly mm -hmm. footwear and apparel that's probably the three biggest concerns i have yeah i certainly didn't have vietnam on my list of potential threats out there until it happened um is there any other problem areas that might not be on companies' radar screens right now that they should keep attention to? I'd probably say the availability of raw materials. Mm -hmm. and, and I say this because if you look at, again, just in the Vietnam context, and it's not the only one, we could talk about fuel, we could talk about foam shortages, semiconductor, but if you look at, as an example specifically in the Vietnam context, you're talking about synthetic fibers. And that is relatively hard to find elsewhere outside of Vietnam, although China can be a somewhat good quick alternative, but it's hard to find. And, and that seems to be an issue as it relates to a lot of footwear and apparel manufacturers right now. Great. Is there anything companies can do to mitigate these risks or is this something they just got to ride out for the time being? I think it depends on who you talk to, because typically we might say that you know, if you're the Walmart, Home Depot type of target and and large toy manufacturer that that has essentially scale and pricing power, uh, you're probably pretty well off. But there are some ad hoc stories that in terms of taking control, I've seen some smaller retailers essentially just act very early on when they started to smell some of this coming their way. Uh, in terms of bottlenecks and issues in production. And they acted very quickly and had a resiliency approach to their supply chain. I probably would say that a lot of, I'd say manufacturers, producers, and even retailers really start need to thinking about nearshoring. And I'll, I'll give you an example right now. You're, you know, you're seeing, I think Steve Madden as an example, very quickly announced that they were moving 50% of their manufacturing to Mexico and Brazil. So I think resiliency in the supply chain and adaptability, flexibility uh, is really going to be important, especially considering a lot of companies had just kind of gone one source, one source uh, resourcing into China. And that now has really kind of plagued the whole the whole issue, if you will, in being terms of Asia centric. See, this might actually be the tipping point of bringing manufacturing and sourcing back to North America. Is that... uh, North America and could be nearshore. Uh, okay. As I said, Brazil, South America, you know, there's Mexico, Costa Rica, you know, all those areas are are very good options right now. And in fact, we're seeing some clients right now that are saying, let's nearshore some of our offshore uh, customer operations and back office automation away from mm -hmm. Asia and into the likes of Colombia and Costa Rica. Hmm. Interesting. So given all the attention that has been out there in the general press about these supply chain constraints, can companies expect their customers to be 
any more tolerant about uh, shipping delays? Yeah, that's a tricky question. And yeah. I, I'd probably say that the fact that it's been so well socialized, in my opinion, throughout the whole consumer environment that, you know, start, start shopping early, expect delays, you may not get what you want. I think that goes a little way in terms of mm -hmm. some forgiveness in the consumer realm. Mm -hmm. The challenge I see that is for larger retailers and providers like Walmarts and Amazons who really have done an incredible job of making sure that you can get what you want when you want it and as fast as you want it, being mm -hmm. hyper-focused on customer experience, especially Amazon. Mm -hmm. There will be some forgiveness, but I'm just curious to see how this plays out. I think the consumers will go a little way with, with retailers on this, but it's, it's definitely going to have its limit. Well, it's certainly a fascinating time to be in the industry and to be a watcher of the industry. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking some time today to talk to us. This has been very illuminating, and we hope to have you back. Thank you, Susan. What a pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this podcast from CSCMP's Supply Chain Quarterly, the Top 10 Supply Chain Threats. We encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.